Hey guys, if you already don't know by now, I'm on LinkedIn. And if you'd like to connect with me, just send in a request. Thank you so much to those who've been sharing my posts and tagging others. I appreciate you all so much. Now, let's get started with the show. But don't get complacent there. Because again, remember, for you to be well-rounded, for your business to be whole and sustainable, you have to have a good handle on all of these things. You're now tuned into Tender Love and Cash, the place where ambitious men and women turn to for business strategies that not only skyrocket their profits, but also position them to serve the masses and make money doing what they love. I'm Amber Anthony, profit booster, efficiency driver, strategy specialist, and lover of all things analytical. And I'm going to help demystify difficult topics and concepts, crunch the numbers, and use real data to craft a strategic approach that supports business owners with a solid framework to operate a well-planned cash-generating machine. I can't promise to tell you what you want to hear, but I'll guarantee you'll get the guidance you need to hear to launch, grow, and build the business of your dreams with confidence. Let's dive in. Creating your personal brand, or as some would like to say it, creating your online resume to the world. Yep, that's where we're at. And trust me, it is a job on top of a job, but it's necessary and something that I've been hyper aware of since 2021, reluctant and hyper aware of. Yet here we are, because even in traditional businesses, the way to set yourself apart is personal branding, to become an authority, to become a thought leader, to show up and give your opinions and showcase your expertise, because Anybody who is willing, who is confident enough to have an opinion or take a stand on something publicly, well, it's pretty brave. It definitely builds like, know, and trust because it's auditable. Anybody who shows up and creates a reel, a post, something authentic from their own words, it is memorialized in that period of time. It can be referenced. It is evidence. So on the one hand, where I do find creating, growing your online brand to be difficult, it's not for that reason. I actually love that it exists because, well, for the most part, you can no longer hide behind your business, corporation, job role, or title if, in fact, you decide to create your online personal brand and be very public about your opinions and thoughts. And you may think that this doesn't apply to you. It's going to apply to everybody one day. It's going to be a minimum requirement, period. At least in any type of white-collar profession, I'm certain. Even in the blue-collar industry, professional brands are very important. Honestly, the people that I hire have social proof, whether it be a plumber, electrician, I have a company that comes and deodorizes my backyard and cleans up the dog poo, all because of social media. 
all because I admire the owner. I, from what is portrayed, like their core values. And I love being a part of watching their business grow and scale. They do it online for everybody to witness. And when I see it and when I see routes being extended, more team members being added, them stepping up their game on the customer service side and on the training side, really investing in the individuals that are working for them, that gets me excited. And I don't think I'm alone in that, which is why even my boring businesses that I operate definitely require a personal touch, a personal brand, a personal online brand. A place, again, where not only can you showcase your talents and results, but also share your story, share your why. But as I stated before, it's not easy, nor is it inexpensive. And I think many of you know that just because you have a gazillion followers doesn't mean that you're actually able to monetize it, convert those followers into sales. There's strategy behind it. There's a great deal of commitment and consistency behind it. And not only am I discovering that step-by-step for myself, but because I consult businesses on the operation side and financial side, much of their pain points is driving sales, leveraging their online personal brand. And of course, all of that is tied to a dollar amount. All of it's tied to time, money, and skill. I've had this conversation with several clients who, to be honest, I'm frightened to say, don't even know the step one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And they're already in business or have pulled the trigger on the filings for a for-profit or non-profit business. And the very first thing that everybody is concerned about is how do I get sales? How do I source funding? And so I go back to branding 101 and I go, well, you have to become the attractive character. And they're like, excuse me? And I'm like, yeah. And then you have to define your target audience. Who is your avatar? Who are you serving? What problem are you solving? And they're like, oh, well, you know, I serve everybody. You know, I solve multiple problems. And I'm thinking to myself, oh gosh, you have not read Russell Brunson's Expert Secrets which goes into the step one, step two, step three of the attractive character, creating your story, creating three core offers, and then beginning to create content surrounding your story and how you can help people solve their problems to, again, garner their like, know, and trust. So this isn't just for the online gurus that are trying to sell you a financial course, a stock trading course, a business course. My gynecologist has a personal brand. He spends a great deal of his time and resources educating his audience, his existing clients, his future clients, about all types of procedures, the pros, the cons, tons of client results. Again, it's like a full-time job on top of his practice. He has an entire team that is producing this content but it's absolutely necessary. It's part of his business. And last year, when I was considering growing my consulting firm, I took a course, it was 10 weeks. It's called Million Dollar Firms. I had reviewed the basically table of contents. I knew that everything that was going to be taught in that program was going to bridge the gaps. 
that I had. I participated in it. I did all the activities. It was a phenomenal course worth every single dollar. But guess what? I had to invest hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours more to deploy all that information, to test all of my theories, to try all of the strategies that they taught me. It wasn't just a one and done, go, perfect. Nothing's ever perfect on its first iteration. You have to gather data. You have to get feedback. You have to course correct. You have to make edits. Then you have to do it again and so forth. It takes time. It takes money. It takes resources well beyond the course. And then that course was specifically around sales, objections, lead magnets, funnels. Great. That's what I needed because I understand the CRMs, how to handle clients, and so forth. But there were many people in the course that didn't have that other piece either. So imagine them coming into this course, again, which I mentioned earlier, the most important part, how do I get clients? How do I get eyes on me? How do I close deals? How do I get leads? All of those things were answered. But once you get the lead, once you get the client, once you close them, do you know how to do your engagement letters? Do you have all of the softwares and all of the CRMs to set you and them up for success? Are you proficient in that? Do you understand how to manage your time, their expectations, and so forth? There's a lot of moving parts in business. And that's what I really want to bring to your attention, especially if you're brand new in business or considering having an online brand. Don't think that the business coach or business course that you decide to join is going to be your one-stop shop, and that's the end of it. It's not. You are going to have to continuously build skills. So as I was having this conversation with a group of individuals, I was doing a free lunch and learn for nonprofits, and we were talking about creating your personal brand. Are you the attractive character? Why should anybody support your organization? Why should somebody be excited to grant you funding? What story are you telling? And literally, eyes are glazed over. What? Yeah. And it's more than just creating a Facebook page and an Instagram page. And then going to Canva and grabbing a logo and putting that up and making an announcement. Ta-da! I'm in business. Or I'm a nonprofit. (laughs) No. There is so much more than that. And the reason I know this is because, A, I'm on this journey right along with you. And so are many of my colleagues. And every time we hit a plateau, (laughs) we call each other and talk ourselves from jumping off the ledge because it is a huge time commitment. There is a crazy learning curve. So as I was talking to a colleague last night, who, by the way, has been doing this for three years, she has a huge following and her lowest month has been $10,000 in sales. And frankly, she doesn't show up as consistently as she should. She has hit a plateau. And the fact of the matter is to break through, she's going to have to up her volume, get really tight on a strategy, and like anything else, put some money behind it. So we decided to create a list so we could clearly define what her strengths were and what her weaknesses were. And then out of the weaknesses, we would pick which one of those weaknesses that we can improve will drive the top line, meaning the sales. 
And for me to be talking about sales is rather unique because I am an operator. So once you have the sales and you've got the clients and you're growing, my skill set is to come in and keep things running tight and make sure that there are no holes in the boat. But there is no operations without sales. So we created a list. I'm going to share that list with you in hopes that you can see what a broad journey this is going to be. There is so much to learn and it's ever-changing. So like I mentioned, expert secrets, become the attractive character. You need to read this book. It will help with your learning curve. At that point, you'll be speaking the same language. The second book that you need to read and get a grasp on is Million Dollar Offers. It's going to help you understand that you're talking to one person with one problem, with one specific promise, aka result, with one specific process at a specific price point, and how you are going to put all of your messaging and all of your strategy behind that until you get to a certain revenue point. And then at that point, it's safe to create other offers, depending lots of variables, but this book will take you through the logic. Once you have the concepts of those two things under your belt, then you may begin to get additional help to bridge gaps. But allow me to give you the list of things that need to be on your radar. Number one is business management. Once the money starts coming in, how are you managing it? Do you know the cost of your client acquisition? Do you understand how much it's costing you either to create organic content that you're deploying? And again, it's not inexpensive. And then if you decide to go the paid ads route, do you know what that picture looks like? I know a lot of people who are bringing in a lot of money, but their ads are costing them 50 to 60% of their revenue. Not to say that that's a bad thing, but they need to get tighter on their messaging, on their avatar to get that cost per lead down. Also, there are many businesses that are getting tons of leads, but they're trash leads. They're not qualified. Therefore, they're not closing, which means you're paying somebody or it's you taking 9 million phone calls a day only for somebody to say no thank you. So that's no bueno either. And all of these things that you need to have on your radar are metrics. They're probably at the beginning going to be the most fascinating to you, because at this point, it's literally a make or break. So start this process early to respect and be hungry for the data and understand what the variables are and understand how you switch things. Little things, tweak, tweak to get more favorable outcomes. But on top of the business management and the metrics initially around sales and acquisition, you also have to understand your efficiencies. And when you start bringing on other players, what are those players costing you? Are they A players? Are they B players? And how are they driving the revenue? Number two, your product development and innovation. So again, the two books that you go to and the main one, How to Create a Million Dollar Offer, Alex Hermosi. There you go. Product development and innovation. Now, if you need additional assistance because you're just not clear, then obviously there are business coaches in this space that help you design offers, help you design your messaging, 
because at that point they're working one-on-one with you so they can customize it and make it unique to you. But at least go in with a fundamental understanding. Number three, digital marketing, social media marketing and advertising, search engine optimization, content marketing and storytelling. Again, Russell Brunson's book is going to help you. And also Million Dollar Offers, they touch on all of that as well. It's going to help you incredibly. The other thing that a lot of people sleep on is email marketing and leads. So the way we talk about it is having your lead generator or your freebie, something that you're giving away so you can get email addresses. And then from there, how do you segment those email addresses? And then how are you nurturing them? How do you turn them into cold customers, then to warm customers? And then, of course, to the point where they're actually buying what you're selling. Email marketing is very powerful. It's not expensive to do, but you definitely have to be consistent. You have to be thoughtful. You have to have a strategy and don't just necessarily rely on chat GPT. I know a lot of people are, but those emails, they're definitely not personal. You can tell. And when people fall in love with you online, they know your voice, they know your tone, they know how you speak, they know what you're passionate about. So make sure that you're keeping that same messaging, those same thoughts in your emails. Then comes website development and design. Good news is websites are somewhat obsolete. It's all about the funnel. Thanks to Fiverr, there's tons of funnel builders out there. But what's in your funnel? What's your value ladder? What's the upsell? What's the downsell? Have you done any research on how you're going to position yourself price-wise? There are places and people you can go to to help dial those things in. The content on your sales page, your video sales letter on your sales page, and so forth. But again, that's all a new skill set. That's possibly all a new mentor to get you dialed in on that area. And then we get to copywriting and content creation. Are you going to do it all? The biggest brands have teams that bring them a list every morning of basically hot topics. These individuals are so well-versed and so savvy, they can just pop it off. But do you know how much those teams cost? Hey, everyone. If you know anyone that could possibly benefit from listening to this episode, then you should definitely let them know about it. Podcasts usually grow by word of mouth, and I'm on a mission to help others build their businesses through the lessons I've learned along the way. So if you know anyone who would love this podcast, just message, tag, and share it on social media. I appreciate you all so much. Let's get back to the show. So imagine you having to figure out what are the hot topics? What are the things that everybody wants to know? Because guess what? When you're creating your online brand, even though you are in fact telling your story, telling your why, telling how you solved your problem and got your result and how you're getting results for others, after that, it's not about you anymore. Yeah, they want to be included in some of your personal life, little snippets here and there, an insight peek. But after that, They want to know how you can change their circumstances, how you can be the solution to their problems. So if you just show up and create podcasts and content that is healing yourself, guilty party of one, I've done it before. I show up and shoot something that's meaningful to me. Now, 
if something is meaningful to me, I ask a secondary question, well, how can it be valuable to someone else? But if you're going to play at that high, 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 high level, you have to have individuals who really know the topics, who have done the research, who know what's performing well, who understands what the trends are. Hate to say it, but that's what it is. It's marketing. It's advertising. And that data is out there. Graphic design. Don't even get me started on that. Thank God for Canva. (laughs) And thank God that it is a fairly easy tool that many are leveraging. Because graphic designers, I mean, graphic design takes a lot of time. And there is nothing worse than you trying to release something and you're having to wait on a graphic design edit. It is so frustrating. It literally stops the train in its tracks. So I am thankful for evolving technology because this didn't exist back in the day or even really a few years ago to the point that it does now. And my comfortability has had to change. Because for my personal branding and my consulting firm, I don't leverage my resources from my other businesses. So I've been spoiled for many years to have an in-house graphics design team on salary. But because I am definitely not a proponent of having one business subsidize and pay for another business, I am creating these additional businesses and my personal branding on my own. It's important to me. It's important to me to remind me how difficult this is. So when I'm talking to somebody else, I'm not flippant about it like, what's the big deal? No, it is a big deal. It's hard. It's time consuming. It's expensive. And along the way, not only are you building new skills, making new relationships, project managing any and everything, but you're having to show up, you're having to whirl and twirl, you're having to entertain, and then you're having to run the business also. So this is not, I mean, this is, this is definitely something that you have to be prepared to take on. Hence the reason I'm making this list. And to be fully transparent, we're only on number six and I have 18. So let me speed this up for you. Number seven, e-commerce and online selling. Again, a whole new skill set. What do you know about sales psychology? What do you know about the psychology of shipping? What do you know about the psychology of percentages? What about your abandoned cart email sequences? What's triggering what? Yep. Again, all of that you have to learn. Analytics and data interpretation we talked about earlier. But it comes back again because Google Analytics, A-B testing, all of this means something. It's not just about your analytics on your Instagram. Because once they come into your world, how is that converting? How are your emails converting? What's your open rate? What's your click-through rate? What's your buy rate through there? And so forth. All of these things are important because it talks about customer behavior. And frankly, it talks about how efficient your messaging is. So all of that data leads you to being a better salesperson. Customer relationship management. Once you get the customer, how do you keep them? How do you make them happy? Do you have something else for them to buy once they complete phase one or whatever it is you're selling? Or is just that the end of that? And then Alex Hermosi, 
million dollar offers talks about lifetime value. You know, there's only so many customers out there. So to be able to retain customers is key. And to be able to upsell and downsell them is absolutely key. And they go into all of those details in those books. But you have to have a strategy created on a whiteboard to figure out how you're going to take that free customer to your high ticket experience. And again, there is a specific strategy. SEO was really big in the 90s and 2000s, and it's still a thing now. Social media management. Are you going to be doing all these posts or are you going to hire a team or are you going to automate it? How are you managing that? Sales and conversion optimization, I touched on when I talked about data. But again, what are your sales techniques? Are you getting better with your sales scripts? Are you getting better with handling objections? What is your close rate? I've heard about individuals who had an incredible closing team. And then over the course of time, the rates of closing started to diminish. So the CEO of the company, you know, started to watch what was happening and determine that these individuals were not the A players that he thought they were. And without doing anything different, without reinventing the wheel, going back to change any type of advertising, language, VSLs, anything like that, he changed out his whole sales team. Sales went up 35%, right? But frankly, I've never run a sales team. That skill is not in my wheelhouse. I can only imagine what a great sales director costs. <laughs> and that's assuming that you have the money to afford the team. So you see where I'm going with this. Email marketing, which of course I brought up again when we were talking about data. Project management. This one is so big and near and dear to my heart. Because especially when you're growing a business from nothing, you hire who you can, frankly. You're building skills, both of you, all of you along the way, and sometimes they're friends and family. But before you know it, because they've been around, because they understand things, because they're a cultural fit, all of a sudden, they're in charge of managing people to get a job done or to run a department. But they have no project manager skills. They don't know anything about time management. They don't know anything about creating systems and processes. They don't know anything about efficiencies and metrics and KPIs, unless you have taught them that along the way or made that a staple and a best practice from day one. Hence the reason I'm putting all of this on your radar. So if you have nurtured yourself and your team to be doing this from day one, then certainly by the time it's time for you to manage people, them to manage people, you have in fact built the necessary skills to manage people, and you can continue your growth on the path of leadership and excellence. Because remember that all of these are diminishing skills. So you have to continue to grow. You have to continue to educate yourself. You have to continue to build skills, even when you're somewhat on autopilot. Like I stated before, oftentimes that's a job on top of a job, which then leads into a skill set of collaboration and teamwork. And then we get into some big ones, my personal favorite, and it's interesting that they're the last two, 
financial management, and legal and regulatory compliance. Many people do actually put these things well after sales, well after building a team, well after building the product and the offer. And I understand why. It's hard, it's complicated, it's not sexy. And at the end of the day, do you really need that expert when nothing or little to nothing is going on? But like I preach to my new business owners, you should have a fundamental understanding. So just like I stated before, before you hire your business coach, (laughs) download this list, just have it on your radar. And then when you're looking to hire a business coach and you're getting more information about their offer, you you now have a list and you say, hey, in this course, in this curriculum, what are the things that we're going to cover? And they're going to tell you. And then you can check them off on the list. Truth be told, it'll probably only be six out of the list because you have to look at these all as a segmentation. They're different departments. They're different areas of expertise. Now that I'm saying this out loud to you, I am going to redo this list with a segmentation so you can better understand that, you know, somebody who has the ability to market may not have the ability to do your financial management and legal compliance. That's an easy one. But also people who build Sales pages don't necessarily have the same skill set as email marketing, segmentation, and writing copy in that arena. There is some overlap, but you have individuals that exceed in both areas. And then you have content creators, social media managers that know nothing about email marketing and video sales letters and sales pages, and funnels, et cetera. So just like in the accounting world, and I'm always having to educate people on this, a CPA is not a CFO, is not an accountant, is not a tax strategist. But people think, oh, I have an accountant, I'm good. Oh, they have those other disciplines, possibly, but they're not the same. And the same goes for this. People say, oh, I'm going to help you with your brand. Which part? Because as I've just clearly defined, there are a lot of moving parts. And sidebar, there are 18 on this list, all with four to five bullet points underneath, right? So I think this tool that we'll have in the show notes is definitely going to be a great roadmap. And when you're reading it, you're going to discover that you don't understand a lot of things on here or that you're not proficient in a lot of things on here. And that's okay. At least you know the areas that you have to get up to speed on. And then obviously, some of the other things, you're going to be knocking it out of the park, which of course you should leverage. And I pray that your skill set is in fact the one that you need the most, driving the sales growing the audience and converting the audience. You know, if, you're, if you have that magical ability naturally and then you put some discipline and strategy behind it, you're going to be well on your way. But don't get complacent there because again, remember, for you to be well-rounded, for your business to be whole and sustainable, 
you have to have a good handle on all of these things. So I hope putting this into perspective, well, manages your expectations. Creating an online brand is not easy. And as Alex Hermosi says, the longer you can show up and, and give value, give, 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 give. And, you know, Gary Vee wrote a book, bestseller, years ago that talks about this concept, jab, jab, hook. And it's, again, give, 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 give. And the longer you can give before you wait for the ask, the bigger the ask can be. So I highly recommend you get started ASAP. You have to start somewhere. You have to get the momentum going. And then as you get more comfortable with these concepts, with these nuances, and a lot of the comfort is you. Because remember, you're the attractive character. You're the one that has to show up. So you're going to have to get comfortable with that cadence. You're going to have to get comfortable with your voice. You're going to have to get comfortable with your messaging. You're going to have to get comfortable with the scrutiny of others because a lot of times when you start to go into storytelling, your family and friends are going to slide into your DMs and be like, were you talking about me? Or were you just, you know, even though you're trying to keep things very vague, you know, but obviously you're speaking from your personal experience to illustrate a point or a result or a success story, right? Or a lesson. <laughs> but I know when I first started, <laughs> anytime I would start to talk about something personal and I'm literally trying to change names, dates, and places, <laughs> like when you watch documentaries and they're saying, you know, this person is protected, just like that, right? I mean, it's very awkward. And people who knew me well would call me and go, I know what you were talking about when you were talking about it because your eyes started to shift to the left when you started to try to, you know, protect the individual or the scenario or the privacy. You know, I mean, being showing up and, and being an open book is not easy. For me, to be honest, I found a lot of healing in it. I found a lot of healing in it. I've become more self-aware because of it. So I'm actually grateful for it. Another thing I'm grateful for through this experience is because I am an introvert, by creating this type of content, by memorializing my thoughts, my results, my stands on certain things, people are actually already somewhat warm to me and they're reaching out to me versus me having to reach out to them. So opportunities are starting to fall in my lap organically because I'm doing what I said and I'm showing up in an attempt to build like, know, and trust. Now, do I have the rest figured out? No, I don't. Because like you, I've got businesses to run. And I'm still working on me. Frankly, I don't even know who I'm talking to yet, and I don't have anything to sell you. Yes, I'm a consultant. I have a few clients. I take on several pro bono cases. But outside of that, I'm not actively looking for leads. I'm not actively looking for a client roster because I'm prioritizing my personal brand and I'm prioritizing doing the work on me while I'm developing it. Because by the time I do get to the point to make an ask, I want to be 
crystal clear. I want to be crystal clear that I'm ready to show up the way that I need to show up. I want to be crystal clear on my messaging. I don't want there to be any confusion. Of course, nothing will ever be perfect, but I'm definitely doing everything to control what I can control. And by that, I'm documenting things. I'm creating lists. So by the time I do reach that point, I should have a whole binder of tips, tricks, and SOPs that I can hand over to any of you who are starting from scratch to help time collapse your results because I am definitely keeping track, keeping a journal of all of the lessons, not only mine, but of my colleagues and clients who are also on the same journey. So I'm guessing that that would be an incredibly valuable book of information. So as usual, hoping that this episode was valuable to you. 